Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God which we hear this evening is from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 26 verses 47 to 50. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. And immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Friend, why have you come? There is an important distinction in the Greek which is completely lost in the English translation. That happens fairly often. But especially with this word that Jesus uses here when he says to Judas, friend. When Jesus calls Judas friend, he uses the Greek word etare, which is very seldom used in the New Testament. In fact, it's only used in three other places. And it doesn't really mean friend. It really means something more like companion or associate. Kind of like that guy that sits next to you at work for the last 40 years, but you know nothing about him because you've never really talked to him, right? Somebody who you should know or should be your friend because of the time they spent with you, but is not. There is no implication of affection or love in the word atare. It's simply a companion. Jesus uses the same word in Matthew 22, verse 12, when the man comes to the feast, but without the wedding garment. And Jesus says to him, Friend, why do you not have a wedding garment? And the man is cast out into the outer darkness. Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. This man in Matthew 22, like Judas, is one who should have been Jesus' friend and yet was not. On the other hand, there is another Greek word, philos, like Philadelphia or philato. That is the word that is usually used when we see in the English friend. That is a word that means someone whom I love, whom I have great affection for. That is the word that Jesus uses in John 15, 15, when he says to his disciples, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, philos, those whom I love. In John 3.29, Jesus is speaking of the what we would call the best man at a wedding, and he uses this word, the friend of the groom. And in James 2.23, Abraham is called the philos, the friend of God, the one whom God loves. 
But in the Greek, the word philos, which is often translated friend, can also mean the sign of friendship, namely a kiss. Not really the sign of friendship in our society, but for the Greco-Roman world it was. And so when Judas greets Jesus with a kiss, that same word is used. Judas philao greeted Jesus as a close friend, one whom he is at least showing affection for. There is a stark contrast then between the greeting of Judas and the response of Jesus. Even in normal circumstances, that word etare would, would mean an associate without any affection. But when it's Jesus' response to Judas's kiss, it really, in that context, takes on a deeper meaning, doesn't it? It really means the one who is no longer my friend. Imagine if <clears throat> I were to greet Mike back there with a hug and a kiss and to call him friend, right? And he'd be a little weirded out by that, I'm sure, because, again, we don't usually kiss our friends. But imagine I were to greet him as a close friend and he were to respond to me, let's just say associates, right? Mike wouldn't do that to me, would he? But if he did, that would very much be a rejection of my greeting. It would be more than just saying associate. It would be, in fact, saying we're not really friends. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying here to Judas. Friend, or rather, the one who is not my friend, why, why are you here? Why have you come? You no longer have a place here. There was a time when Judas was welcome in the presence of Jesus just a few hours before this. There was a time when Jesus would have greeted Judas with a kiss and with the word philos, good friend. But now he greets him, Atari, friend, why have you come? This is no longer your place. This is Jesus' response to Judas, what are you doing here? Judas is, in this text, the ultimate hypocrite, isn't he? Because he greets Jesus with that kiss of friendship, he, he speaks the language of friendship. The word friend is on his lips, so to speak, but not in his heart. As the prophet Isaiah prophesied, these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me. Judas had removed his heart from Jesus. He had chosen money rather than the love of Christ. And there is no doubt that Judas could have given all kinds of excuses and probably told himself all kinds of excuses why what he was doing really wasn't that bad. Well, nothing bad. No one's going to get hurt. Nothing bad is going to happen to Jesus. We really need the money. and Everything's going to turn out well and people will thank me in the end. But all the excuses that Judas made, he still chose money over Jesus. Friend, why have you come here 
after making that choice. Jesus said the same thing to that man without the wedding garment. What are you doing here without the wedding garment? Jesus said the same thing in Matthew chapter 7 to those who call to him, Lord, Lord. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. For many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. These are all examples of people who call Jesus friend, philos, with their lips, but whose hearts are far from him. Judas, the man who came with his own garment instead of the wedding garment of Christ, and these who say, Lord, Lord, to him on the last day, but Jesus says to them, you are not my friend. These are people who claim a place with Jesus, and yet Jesus says to them, what are you doing here? And so we have to ask the same question tonight, don't we? What are you doing here? Do you come to Jesus as philos, friend, or as etare, acquaintance? Judas had no room in his heart for Jesus because he had chosen instead, he had set his heart on the riches of this world. He did not care about the riches of heaven. It was perhaps thinking of Judas that John, many years later, wrote, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. In Matthew chapter 7, the, those people have no part in God's kingdom because they come claiming their own works, saying to Jesus, look at what we did, instead of claiming Jesus' work. Instead of coming before Jesus and saying, look what you did for me, Jesus, they came and say, look what we did for you, Jesus. The Apostle John reminds us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Those people in Matthew 7 did not come confessing their sins and asking for grace because of Jesus' death, but they came trying to get into heaven by, by their own resume. We prophesied in your name. We did this. We did that. And similarly, also that wedding guest is a tare to Jesus because he brought his own garment rather than coming clothed in the garment of Christ. Revelation 7.14 reminds us, these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That man at the wedding feast was not ashamed of his own sinful garment as he should have been. And instead of accepting that robe of righteousness which Christ has won for us, he thought he could stand before Jesus on his own. Friend, 
What are you doing here? Do we come like these examples as hypocrites? There are many in this world who would claim that that's exactly who we are, that we are hypocrites. We were just talking about this at study club a few weeks ago. There are many who say to us, well, you preach love and forgiveness, but you are not loving or forgiving. You preach celibacy, but you lust and make dirty jokes. You condemn riches, but you do not share your money with the poor. How should we respond to such accusations? To all these things, we would have to say yes. If that's your definition of a hypocrite, then yes, we are hypocrites. That is true. We preach against sin and hate sin, and yet we sin daily. Yet before Christ, we are not hypocrites, are we? If we come confessing our sins as we did at the beginning of our service today, yes, we preach against sin and yet still do it, yet before Christ, we confess our sins and open our hearts and do not try to hide those very sins that we were just talking about. Why are you here? If you have come to seek forgiveness, then you are Christ's philos, friend. But if you have come before Jesus for any other reason, then Jesus says, Etare, acquaintance whom I do not know. Judas did not come to Jesus seeking forgiveness, did he? He came for the love of money. He did not come confessing his sins. He came pretending to be a friend of Christ, yet coming in order to betray him. He did not, even afterwards, when he recognized that sin, ask for forgiveness, but thought he could pay for his sin himself. The man with the wedding garment did not come relying on Jesus' forgiveness, and the men in Matthew chapter 7 did not come relying on Jesus' forgiveness. The difference between friend and associate is the rejection of that gift which Jesus came to bring. Judas was there a few hours before Receiving the Lord's Supper, he had the treasures of heaven laid out before him, offered to him, given to him in the Lord's Supper and in the words which Jesus spoke. And yet with all that wealth of heaven laid before him, what do you think Judas was thinking about? I bet he was thinking about those 30 pieces of silver in his pocket. He certainly didn't come seeking the treasures of heaven when he came to Jesus. Friend, why are you here? Even though Jesus offered and gave to him the treasures of heaven, he chose the treasures of this world. Why are you here? Jesus says to us, as he said to that lame man, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven. If you come seeking forgiveness, you are the friend of God and have that forgiveness and all the riches of heaven. Amen.